Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Well, it's great to be back with you folks on this 132nd podcast. As always, it's my honor and pleasure to have uh, Miss Stephanie Wesco with us. And uh, Stephanie, how are you today? You had to ask me that, didn't you? Well, <laughs> folks, the book of Job is not easy on uh, those who've been through some of God's greatest trials. And But are you okay, Stephanie? Are you ready for... Uh, I'm hanging in there. Yep. All right. All right. Claiming God's grace. Let's put it that way. Well, and I'm glad you're doing that. Thank you for that. And so there may have been some tears from both of us in yesterday's broadcast. And, you know, it's hard as we look at these trials. And we're not doing this to evoke any emotion. We're not doing this to uh, get any earthly credit or, you know, have some great uh, podcast to put out there. We're doing this because God wants us to go through the book of Job with you. You folks who every day go through trials, you folks who every day struggle with those things that hurt your heart and hurt your marriages and hurt yourself and knowing the right response, knowing how to handle them. And we've been through a lot. We know that the devil shows up and, uh, uh, with God and God gives him permission uh, to try Job. And he does that so that 4,000 years later, uh, four and a half thousand years later, Stephanie and I and you're listening and uh, doing a devotion to God from this subject. And we saw a lot of things happen to Job. Four times he gets the word, Stephanie, in the last podcast that terrible things had happened to him. We, you know, we, we see people showing up in this. We're introduced to the Chaldeans. We're, uh, we're introduced to the Sabaeans. Uh, too many beings going on in there and, and all these different things. But a lot of you are looking at, you know, 4,000, 4,500 years ago, and you're thinking to yourself, well, how does this pertain to me? And, you know, folks, it, it's all around us, these trials. And sometimes these trials are hard when, you know, a friend of mine has a child that's, that's dying of a brain tumor. Uh, another friend of mine, you know, is getting ready to leave for the mission field and they find out their son or they go to the mission field. They find out their son has cancer and they fly home. And for the last two years, they've been struggling with that. And, uh, uh, and what something like what Stephanie went through, the, the terrible uh, trial that she went through of losing her sweet, dear, wonderful, um, handsome. Did I miss any words describing Charles uh, having him shot? He had... <laughs> There's a lot of good words there, Stephanie, and uh, she had to go through that terrible loss. And and I think from four and a half thousand, four thousand years ago, I think we can take those years and they just go down to zero once you've been through a terrible trial. Yeah. I, I think, isn't that what you think, Stephanie? Isn't that the purpose of this? Yeah. Yeah, I think... Um, when I think of Job, I think of someone who I don't think is specifically mentioned in Hebrews 11. Um, I'm just going to look here. I do not think Job is mentioned. Yeah, I don't. I, but yeah. By name, but I don't think Job has to be mentioned by name in, the, in Hebrews 11 because when you've been through a trial, one of the first people that comes to your mind as someone who has set an example for you to follow is Job. And, um, yeah. you know, here's, we have someone who, um, we'll find out, you know, he, I think Job did question along the way, what have I done 
to to put it in today's vernacular, what have I done to make God so angry with me that yeah. he allowed these things to happen? Exactly. And I thought I loved him. I thought I'd served him. I thought I'd been faithful. And why? What well, this doesn't make any sense. And um, God shows us the human side of Job. And um, when you're in the midst of the trial, you need to know that there's another person out there yeah. who struggled with the things you struggle with. And I think that's, you know, God gave us Job for many reasons, but um, Job knew what it was like to lose everything. Yeah. And yet he stayed faithful to God. And so when I'm tempted to say I'm done, God says, well, Job was never done. And, and when I right. am tried <laughs> and purified, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and Job, you know, as we're going to find out in chapter two, his trials weren't over. No, and, no. Um, it was like Satan couldn't get him one way. He was going to try to get him another. And yeah. Yeah. Um, I suspect Job suffered from PTSD. Yeah. And uh, I suspect he struggled with all the same things that I struggle with. Yeah. And yet he stayed faithful. And so I think there's just that wonderful bond that you create with heroes of the faith and scripture who have set that example for us, who have run the race before us and have set that example of faithfulness to the Lord and trust in the Lord. Yeah. And again, that's why I nicknamed uh, Stephanie Jobline. And it's not a good nickname. Don't call her that. But uh, Certainly, she's been through these trials, and uh, and we're going to hop into chapter two. So there's bad news, but folks, again, we're going to tell you, when you get to the end of this book, when you get to the end of Job, there's an awful lot of good news in there, Stephanie, when you come to the other end. Yeah. Yeah, so let's get to the other end. Let's get to the other end together, and, and we're out here. We, we get what our job is here. We know our responsibility, and as we said yesterday, we don't do this for any type of gain personally other than to have God bless us and teach us. We we do this podcast because God wanted us to do, Job. We've been praying about this. We've been doing podcasts for about six months. And, uh, and I'll tell you, if you go back and listen to those podcasts, we probably mentioned Job uh, 40 or 50 times saying we're going to get there. And and God has brought us there. So we're at chapter two of the book of Job. We've seen everything go on. And uh, in chapter one, we've seen the devil show up with a meeting with God. God point out what a great guy Job was. And let me tell you, you've succeeded if God can point out that you're a good and faithful servant. You've succeeded in life, my friends. And, and then we see the devil with the permission of God. Nobody can do anything to you without the permission of God. We see the devil then go into attack mode with Job. And... Uh, and, and he takes away, he tries to distort. See, the devil's job on earth is to distort the image of God among God's people here on earth or among the people so that people will say, well, God isn't this or, or God isn't that. Uh, that's, the devil's trying to distort those images. That's exactly what the devil's trying to do here. And, uh, and so we end up in chapter two, Stephanie, and we, you know, we just left chapter one. And I mean, Job has shaved his head. He's He's got down on his knees. I'm sure there were a lot of tears. He worshiped God. He 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 didn't sin, the Bible says. He he blessed the name of the Lord. And then in verse 22, as we ended chapter 1, it says, In all this, Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly. He didn't get stupid. He didn't flip out. And then we end up in chapter 2, and, and here it comes again, Stephanie. And uh, it says, again, there was a day when the sons of God 
came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them to present himself before the Lord. And the Lord said unto Satan, From whence comest thou? And Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth, and from walking up and down in it. And the Lord said unto Satan, Has thou considered my servant Job? Is there none like him in the earth, a perfect and upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil, and stully holdest fast his integrity, although thou movest me against him to destroy him without cause? And so we, we get right there. And, uh, and, you know, those first three verses, let's stop for a minute. Here we are. There's another meeting going on, the second one. And we see Satan again. He's walking the earth. He's still doing that today, Stephanie. He's still looking yeah. for whom he may devour. And then we get the first three. And, and the Lord asked him, what about Job? He still holds his fastest integrity. And, and, you know, somehow, and I don't know how, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this. Somehow, in the midst of those terrible things, we need to hold on to our integrity. And, and I know I've said this to you and asked this question probably 737 different ways in the first 132 podcasts, but how does somebody do that? How do we hold fast in our integrity even when we're going through the most terrible of terribles? Only by keeping our eyes fixed on the Lord, yeah. fixed on who he is, fixed on his character. Yeah. And I think fixed on the on the promise of God that he's God and he doesn't change. And so even though our feelings may scream, God, this isn't who you say you are. Mm. We can know that his word is true and that he says, I'm God, I change not. And so that means his promises to us are true. And I think that's how you get through something that's devastating without losing your integrity and testimony. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's it right there, friends. And I, I think when we get to verse 4, and, and that's our job, no matter what you're going through in life, no matter what your stresses are, no matter what those things are that provoke you, cause you to hurt, uh, cause you to help people or hurt, no matter what the case may be, let me just say this to you, dear friends, keep your integrity before God. And you just got to, it's that relationship that Stephanie keeps talking about. She's went around the corner with it and, and really nailed this, that um, it's trusting God. And, and what did you say, Stephanie, in about 10 podcasts? It's about living for eternity. It, yeah. Didn't you say, yeah. Charles used to say something like it's eternal living or something like that? He did. He did. It, he called it either kingdom living or living in light of eternity. And, um, I think it's that it's the whole concept behind Hebrews 12, one and two of laying aside the weights and the sins. Job had a lot of weights here that had literally just been piled on top of him. Sins are something we choose to do. But yeah. weights sometimes are things that are put on us that are not of our choice. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And having to choose to keep looking unto Jesus well, and, and remembering and, who he is. Yeah, and how can we go from there? You know, how do we, you know, the, the disciples, you know, were told that, uh, uh, you know, he gives them, a, the Lord gives them authority to, for the disciples later on in the Gospels. And I, I, I didn't know we would get here, but we see that God's telling the disciples that, that they could be sifted like wheat. 
So, yeah. you, you know, so can we. And, uh, yeah. it, it, and well, the Christian armor, the Christian armor comes into play here. Boy, forever. And, um, you know, and, and to put it in Ephesians 6 terms, we have an enemy who is constantly throwing fiery darts at us as yeah. God's children. And, and, you know, something that I have to remind myself of is, just because I'm going through something that's really tough or I'm having a day where it feels like my thought life is constantly, I'm having to spend the whole day in prayer because it feels like my thought life is out of control, whacked out. And I'm not talking morally. I'm not talking. I just feel I know. like yeah. the devil is just constantly throwing doubt and despair and fear and panic and, um, you know, those are big triggers with me. And there'll be days I'm like, God, I don't know what to do. And to remember that we have an enemy who is constantly trying any way he can to destroy us. And if one angle doesn't work, he'll try another angle. And so having on that Christian armor, that sword of the spirit, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, the, our feet being shod with the gospel and that prayer that I feel like that prayer isn't given a specific, I think that prayer is an all encompassing thing. There is not a part of us that should not be consumed with constant communication with God. And even though Job was an old Testament saint and didn't have that teaching and didn't have that truth, that's where Job had to have lived to get through chapter one and not be completely turned his back on God to not have reached that point. And that's the only way we're going to get through these things is to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Because there is no other way to get through these things. There, there isn't, there isn't. And, and I mean, we can, you know, that we got to understand, uh, what this Bible is all about. You know, the purpose of the Bible, I think is to help us see things the way God sees things. You know, we get saved that way. We, you know, we can all think whatever we want of God. Like I heard one day that Oprah Winfrey said that Jesus isn't the only way to heaven. You know, so that's obviously a statement that's outside the Bible. Uh, I've heard yeah. people say those types of things before and ask those types of questions. Well, the Bible, the function of this whole thing is to show us how God sees things and how we're supposed to do things. And perhaps these trials, perhaps all these things Job are going through, uh, not even perhaps, they're meant for us. They're meant for us right where we are right now. And, and I'll tell you, we see in the Bible's like that. It's eternal. It's forever. It's a, in light of kingdom living, living eternally. And it says in verse number four, it says, And Satan answered the Lord and said, Skin for skin, yea, yeah, all that a man hath will he give for his life. But put forth thine hand now and touch his bone and his flesh, and he will curse thee to thy face. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, he is in thine hand, but save his life. Do what you want to him, but don't kill him. So went Satan from the presence of the Lord and smote Job with sore boils from the sole of his foot unto his crown, from his feet to his head, Stephanie. And he took him a potsherd to scrape himself. Uh, can you imagine that? To scrape yourself with a scraper? himself with all, and he sat down among the ashes. Then said his wife unto him, Dost thou still retain thine integrity? 
curse God and die. And I want to stop right here in that. Actually, the Hebrew word, it's the right word. The King James has got this right. I'm not adding anything to the Bible, but it's actually the Hebrew words means bless God and die, which almost means the same thing because of the way she said it. She said, you know, continue to bless God. You know, I saw you when our kids died. We lost our herds. We lost the oxen. We lost the camels. We lost everything. So why don't you just bless God and die? But he said unto her, Thou speakest as one of the foolish women speaking. What shall we receive good at the hand of God? And shall we not receive evil? In all, this did not Job uh, sin. Did not Job sin with his lips? Job didn't sin. He didn't speak bad about him. He didn't listen to his wife. And you know, there's so much I think that that Job probably could have done, could have said, could have been there, but but he doesn't. And uh, he he just continues on trusting the God. There he is with his boils. There, all these things are all over him. Uh, and you know, he he's he just looks at his wife Stephanie, and he says, and I'm not. He's not picking on his wife because she's his wife. He's not picking on his wife. Uh, because she's a woman or anything like that. He's just saying to her, that's crazy sounding. You know, we trust God in good times. We trust God in bad times. I mean, I I kind of feel bad for Mrs. Job. I, I think Mrs. Job gets a hard knock here. And uh, I mean, what's happened to this point, Stephanie? I mean, look at everything. Mrs. Job has been through all this. Yeah, yeah. I, I have heard Job's wife be slammed so often and I know we've talked about this we talked about this last night and um my heart breaks for her you know I think of what a mother goes through to give birth to her children yeah and Job's wife obviously been a very good mother because these you know their 10 children loved God they were um, they loved each other. You know, they had Job and his wife had modeled before them um, Jesus, even though Jesus, you know, their Old Testament. So it's, it's different time frame um, from that perspective. But the, Job and his wife had modeled Christ and hence they had a harmonious home. It was true. God would not talk about Job. I do not believe that if Job and his marriage if his marriage was messed up, if there was things being covered up in the family and stuff, God would have talked about Job the way he did. So I really believe that Job and his wife and their 10 children really walked with God. And there was a very tender heart there. You know, Job would go and do sacrifices for his family in the sense that this family wanted to make sure that they were right with God. They wanted to make sure they were in tune with God and Satan wasn't just attacking, you know, a husband and wife are one flesh. And when Satan attacked Job, he was attacking Job's wife also. Yeah. And um, we see in these attacks, you know, Job's wife was going through shock. She was going through grief. She was going through all these things. And I think Job's wife had lost hope. And, you know, the wife is the weaker vessel, and that doesn't mean she's less capable or anything like that. But she didn't even have a husband at this point that she could lean on. Job himself at this point is now sick. You know, I believe after their children were killed and they lost everything, 
Yeah. After Charles, when yeah. In 2013, Charles and I went through some very deep valleys together. Yeah. And um, a lot of accusations and things were thrown at us that sent us reeling. And um, I remember there was times that we would be crying together and praying together. And um, Charles would say, we'll always have each other to lean on. Mm. And I remember after he was killed, mm. saying, God, I don't have anyone anymore. And I think Job's wife, to a certain extent, had to have felt that way because, yes, Job was still alive, but from all physical appearance, he was dying. And we can see what happened in heaven. We see that God told Satan, you can take him to the brink of death, but you're not allowed to kill him. But Job's wife didn't know that. Yeah. From what she saw, her husband was on his last leg of life. And yeah, I think she lost hope. And I think she was just so ready for the pain to be done. Exactly. I mean, she's sitting there looking at these boils from head to toe. And she's, you know, people misconstrue affliction and see it as judgment. You know, uh, we yeah. see that. We see that over in the book of Ruth in verses 120 and 21. You know, we we attribute so often, we attribute trials, we attribute uh, terrible things we go to, to judgment. And and yeah. theologically, it just doesn't fit. That's if you know God's Bible. And, and I said this in the beginning to get to this point at the end, and that's the function of the Bible is to teach us how God thinks. Our thinking is worldly thinking. Our thoughts are worldly thoughts. Our, you know, those types of things, uh, you know, like we're talking about this podcast, like whose fault is it? Is this this idea and what we're talking about? And that's what this podcast was all about. You know, whose fault is this? We went up through 10 and, and, and you know, I think Mrs. Job, and again, I'm not picking on Mrs. Job. I mean, you were very, uh, you're very right and you're very concise in, in the statement you made. Mrs. Job is going through the fire. Uh, she's, yeah. she, you know, and she's there and she thinks her husband's dying. And she doesn't know what yeah. to say. I mean, here's the man that yeah. she had these all these children with. They had a love for each other. They had this beautiful plantation. They had servants. They had the best to eat. Uh, uh, everything was the best. I mean, they were living in, in the mansion. And uh, I'm not hard on Mrs. Job here. I'm, I'm like, Mrs. Job needs to learn just like I need to learn, just like Job needed yeah. to learn. As we continue on with this, I told you guys, uh, you know, 15 minutes ago on this podcast, there's bad news and there's good news. And the good news comes at the end of the book of Job. So hang in there. Uh, the bad news is there's still junk going on. We've got the boils from head to toe. I've never had boils from head to toe. I had chicken pox and I thought that was directly from the devil when I was a kid. I remember that. I've had a boil or two from being out in the army and being around hot things, bad things, ugly things. And I mean, I had a boil one time the size of a half dollar uh, right on my buttocks. I couldn't sit down uh, for, let's say, a month normally. And Carragher, why aren't you sitting straight? So anyway, imagine that. Oh, yeah. In the army, you're a private. Imagine that. And you don't want to put out the word, hey, I got this... Uh, uh, this boil, you know, an inch and a half, two inches in diameter, uh, he had them all over his body. So in closing, folks, listen, 
there's there's a lot that we try to get out of each one of these podcasts. And if there's anything that comes away, we talked about this 132nd podcast being about whose fault is this or whoever you want to put it. I, I've read like seven commentaries in two books to be ready for Job and, and, and you're never ready. But if there's anything we get out of this particular podcast is this, uh, these afflictions and these trials are not punishment. We need to get closer to God. The function of those is just like the function of the Bible, to get closer to God. We love you folks. We're honored to be able to come into your earways. We're honored to come back tomorrow morning. We're looking forward to that. And there's good coming in this book of Job. I promise you that. And get this, get this, your afflictions, your trials, and not a punishment. And so we all can learn. May God bless you. Hey, we love you. Get a hold of us out there on Facebook at uh, Help the Wounded Spirits or contact us on our private personal pages or whatever the case may be. We got contact today from uh, another individual looking for counsel and looking for help. And we're out there trying to give it. So may God bless you. Pray for us as we pray for you. We love you folks. Thank you. Thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources and to help continue this podcast, visit us at woundedspirits.com.